Welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner, broadcast and podcast. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna. Welcome to TCC Radio. Well, we met a bunch of you on the streets this week, especially since so many of you were out celebrating Halloween. And that's what we've been talking about for the last couple episodes. Halloween's history, uh, the meaning behind its folklore and tradition, and why it matters to us today. Now, the last time we focused on the existence and power of demons. They are powerful, but can be defeated. Not by effort or exorcism, but by faith. And this week we'll be talking about the chief, the big cheese, the El Presidente of demons, the devil. Think about this. Think about how many movies, books, and songs have been written about a struggle between the devil and God. But is God really struggling against Satan? Does God try to save people, or does he just sort of try to stop evil things from even happening and simply do the best he can? This episode's going to be different because we really wanted to share more of what you had to say when we met you. And let's kick that off right now. We're conducting a short but spooky survey on Halloween, and uh, why are you out tonight? To have fun. Um, wh- and why, why do you do that? Why do you actually celebrate Halloween? Is there anything, any, you know, any other reason behind that? Just tradition. It's been, Canada's been doing Halloween for God knows how long, so I keep going with it. Okay. Well, holidays by definition all celebrate someone or something. Who or what do you believe that Halloween actually celebrates? Well, it depends on uh, what viewpoint you take. There's plenty of people who look back and say, oh, well, the Druids, the ancient Druids of, like, uh, the Celtic faiths, there's ties in it with other pagan Earth-based religions. So, really, ultimately, I believe it's found in Mexico. The, uh, it's Day of the Dead okay. with Mardi Gras and everything. So just, it's just one of those days, November 1st. It's Day of Hallow. That's pretty much why we do it. Cool, man. And uh, what are some symbols of Halloween uh, that come to your mind? Uh, ghost goblins and things that go bump the night. <laughs> um, now, even in costume, the devil has traditionally been a symbol of Halloween. Why do you think that is? Uh, influence of Christianity on the world. It's something that people are afraid of, and so they portray their fear through costumes. Okay. Uh, statistically, the major uh, majority of North Americans don't believe that the devil really exists. Uh, how about you? Do you believe the devil really exists? Well, if there's a God, there's got to be a devil. So, uh, you believe in God then, too? Uh, not so much God in the judo-christianic sense. So, I believe in a positive yin side to the yang, yes. There's got to be good for there to be evil, and so on and so forth. Okay. And uh, if he does exist, uh, what do you picture him doing? <laughs> He's probably going to be the nicest person you're ever going to meet. He is going to be in the skies, and you won't recognize him. No, uh, uh, so, oh, the God? God, or is that the, uh, the devil? Well, yeah. He's going to be a wolf in sheep's clothing. Okay. And uh, how would you ever find out if the devil really exists? <laughs> well, I guess by the time I find out, it would probably be too late. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess I would say, obviously, when you die? Uh, <laughs> die or sell my soul. Either way, it's a dead-end street. 
You know, we can all be guilty of living in the past from time to time. Bruce Springsteen sang about them glory days of winning that championship, meeting that someone special, you know, pulling that crazy stunt. But the good things aren't the only things we relive, are they? Most of us also tend to relive those bad moments in our lives, moments that hurt us when we felt most scared and defeated. You know, like it or not, the past is a powerful thing. So powerful that the condemnation of our past can seem like a prison sentence on our future. Now, it's been said that those who can't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. That's why it's so important that we examine and learn from our past. But we do that also knowing that we can't continue to live there, no matter if it was fun or even scary. Sometimes people sing about the glory days of a a fallen icon or leader long after his defeat. Now, he may have been powerful at one time, but now, now his only lasting effect is how his past influences us and others today. And what about defeated countries? We see on the news how many in the former Soviet Union sing about their glory days of power and influence. They're still celebrating that fallen state. It's kind of like someone waving a flag with Saddam Hussein's face on it in Iraq today. Sure, he made a mess, but he's not coming back into power, is he? The same thing even happens in the southern states. People still drive around with Confederate flags on their trucks. And even though the Confederate states of America were defeated in the American Civil War, and even though they won't ever be coming back into power, that old flag still causes tensions. People are still hurt by how people who still celebrate it behave so much that Vice President Dick Cheney got himself in a bit of hot water when a photographer snapped a shot of a Confederate flag hanging in a garage at the golf course he was at. The Reverend Al Sharpton issued a statement about it saying the VP should leave immediately and even denounce the club. You know, the point is, is that the Confederate flag is clearly such a strong symbol of a heritage, a heritage of hate and prejudice. And even though what it represents is completely defeated and that's key it still has power to hurt people even today now maybe you're thinking yeah but Corey, the flag is just a piece of fabric and it really only has meaning if you want it to it really only hurts people who are silly enough to believe that a piece of fabric can hurt you But how short-sighted is that? And I want to suggest that the Confederate flag is really the image of a defeated enemy of freedom that causes hurt and anger when displayed. So are you wondering what all this has to do with God and the devil? Well, thanks for asking. And now we'd love to ask you a thing or two on the street, of course. In the studio. And on the street. With the Cross Current Radio Show. We're uh, conducting a short and spooky survey on Halloween, okay? Why are you guys out tonight? Uh, why do you celebrate Halloween, Wes? I like to go and scare people. You like to scare people, Kayla? Scare people and candy. And candy, okay. And uh, now holidays, by definition, all celebrate someone or something, if you think about holidays. Who or what do you believe that Halloween celebrates? What do you think it's about? Or who do you think it's about? Uh... Demons, ghosts, anything scary. Kayla? The devil. Do you think it's about the devil? Yeah. Good lead into my next question. What are some symbols of Halloween in your mind? If you think about Halloween, what do you think of? Bats, uh, skeletons, skulls. This guy's got a lot of scary stuff at his fingertips. What do you think about you, Kayla? Uh, scary movies. 
Um, but got score. Now, Kayla, you mentioned this already, but even in costume, the devil has certainly traditionally been a symbol of Halloween. Why do you think that is, Wes? Because it's all about scaring people, right? So, devil's scary. Kayla, what do you think? The same. Same thing? Yeah. And, uh... Now, statistically, maybe you don't know this, but the majority of North Americans don't believe the devil really exists. If you were to ask the majority of people, they say, no, not, it's just a figure or symbolic. Uh, how about you? Do you believe that the devil really exists, Kayla? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay. Wes, what do you think? I do, too. Okay. And what do you picture him looking like or being like? A giant red figure that has no face with horns. And uh, Kayla? Just one of us people. And um, if he does exist, what do you picture him doing? Like, what, what's the guy's, what's he, what's he up to, Wes? He's probably going to destroy everything okay. and choose certain people to be his slaves. Wow. And Kayla? Take over the world. Take over the world. How would you ever find out if the devil really does exist? What do you think? Uh, pictures. Pictures? Wes? Internet. Internet? Yeah. So do you guys think you'll ever find out if he really does exist? Obviously we all have our theories, but do you think there'll ever be a point in time you find that out? Well, if you die and it ends up you go there, then you might see him. Okay. Kayla? Uh, pretty much the same thing. Why are you out tonight, or why do you celebrate Halloween? Because I wanted to get candy. Candy? Candy. Candy, okay. And it's fun. And it's fun. Yeah, dress up. And uh, all, holidays, by definition, all celebrate someone or something. Um, who or what do you believe that Halloween actually celebrates? Like, what's their, where did it come from? The origin of Halloween? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Isn't it when, like, I don't know. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. How about you? I'm not sure. No? And um, what are some of the symbols of Halloween that come to your mind? What do you think of? Jack-o'-lantern. Witches. Anything else? Ghosts. Ghosts? Ghouls. 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 <laughs> um, now, even in costume, the devil has traditionally been a symbol of Halloween. Why do you think that is? Because he's, he's something scary. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Halloween's scary, he's scary, <laughs> works out. Okay, and uh, statistically the majority of North Americans don't believe that the devil really exists. How about you guys, do you guys believe the devil really exists? I believe that hell's on earth. Hell's on earth, how about, how about you? I agree, and the okay. devil walks beside us every day. So there is a real devil? Like, I think everyone has a devil inside of them. Okay, no, no separate spiritual entity? No. Do you believe in uh, demon possession? Yes. So you believe there are demons, per se? I think there's evil spirits. And uh, is it possible that the devil himself is an evil spirit, you think? Yeah. And um, if there really was a, uh, a, the devil, if he did really exist, what, what do you picture him doing? I don't believe that there is a devil at all. Not, I don't like the. I don't think there's like Hades and like a devil underground with a pit of fire or anything. Not at all. You had mentioned that you know there's demon uh, demons and spirit, evil spirits and all that. What do you picture them doing then? Um. I 
just think that they make people do evil things. Okay. And um, how would you find out if, the, if there really was a devil, if he, if he really existed? I guess really if you met him. That. If you met him. If you met him? But, I mean, we can't really decide that, like, how it would come up. The devil would come. Uh, who knows? Who knows? So, in, in, in no way you could actually kind of prove, you think, or conclude if there really was or not? I guess if you met the devil, then you'd know. Welcome back to the studio of TCC Radio. You know, we had such a great time meeting people as they celebrated Halloween. Really, we did. But I gotta be honest, it busts me up to see people so taken in by it. You see, any one of us can shake our heads at a a stereotypical redneck pickup truck with a gun rack and a Confederate flag and wonder why the dude just don't get it. I do. But couldn't it be said that all the people who dress up as... You know, the devil and, and demons and murderers and ghosts and whatever else on Halloween are just acting in much the same way. We asked who or what Halloween celebrated last week, and most of the answers we got were pretty bang on. Demons and evil and the devil, etc., etc. Well, do you not know that the chief demon, the devil, has been defeated? He led a rebellion and it was squashed. Yes, he's a clever adversary, but he's also completely subject to the rule of God. The devil only has a measure of rule over those who submit to him. We read how he made demands of God to torment Simon Peter and how Jesus prayed for Peter. We read how the devil had to be given permission to trouble Job. But the truth is that Adam gave over rule of this world to the devil when he believed the devil's lies and tried to become like God. That's how the devil got control or rule over this world. Adam willingly disobeyed God and submitted to the devil and his lies. And times really haven't changed a whole lot, have they? Because people are still doing that today. The devil's always been a liar and a murderer, but he can't actually kill someone. He may be the root cause of death because death comes from sin And sin always comes from believing the lie of the devil instead of believing the truth of God. And there's always a price for sin, and the ultimate price of sin is death, eternal death. But wait, because you need to know that the devil's been defeated, and in the most amazing and final way possible. Let me start by saying that we've all sinned. We've all believed the devil instead of God and acted on that belief in some way in our lives. So we're all guilty and the sentence for our guilt is death. But the judgment and guilt that rightfully belongs to all of us was actually laid on Jesus Christ on the cross. The death that each person has earned through sin was actually paid by God himself. And this was done openly for all to see. And God himself said of it that it was actually done as a judgment of this world and the ruler of this world, the devil. Are you catching this? By dying in our place, God took away the only threat the devil actually was to us because now if we simply agree with and trust God or repent and have faith, which is the opposite of not trusting God and believing the devil's lies, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. 
In fact, the only harm the devil could ever do was to lead us astray and entice us to act against God. And because God is just, he had to judge us. But here's the good news. God himself suffered the judgment and paid the price in our place. In the first episode of this series, which can still be heard on the crosscurrent.ca, we looked at the future the devil has to kind of look forward to, the lake of fire. In that day, the devil himself will be cast into that lake of fire to be tormented for all eternity, which is just reward for all the pain and suffering he's led people into, isn't it? Now, for the benefit of you and your family, please stop whatever you're doing for just a few minutes and listen very carefully to this truly scary interview that I myself had with a former Satanist about the devil, Satanism, and Halloween. Okay, so I'm talking with... Angela. Angela. So, Angela, you're just uh, telling us that you've been involved in, in Satanism. And um, so how long have you been doing that or involved in that? Over 15 years now. 15 years. And how, how was it that you came across that, that religion? Like, what led you to that? My father is a black warlock, so it kind of, you know, stemmed in us. My mother was Roman Catholic. God only knows why they got together. But... I wanted to be exactly like my father. I wanted to get his approval, and I figured the only way that I could was to get into Satanism. Okay. And maybe you can tell us kind of what that lifestyle's been like for you, like 15 years. What what did your what did an average week look like? How 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 do you guys express your 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 faith? I guess you would say in, in that religion or that in, in in Satan in that way. What do you do? Uh, there's Black Mass on Halloween and Devil's Night, the 30th and 31st of October. Um, we destroy property in the graveyard. Um, we punch out Christians. Uh, we mock what the Bible says. The Bible says, you know, Christ speaks several times of demons and demonic possession. And every church I've gone to doesn't believe in it. So I kind of mock them and make them look, you know, basically like idiots. Okay. So you mentioned uh, Devil's, Devil's Night Halloween. Um, so is that a is that a big night of the year for you, for you guys to, to do stuff like what kind of stuff would you do? You mentioned a black mass. What else do you do on Devil's Night? Um, there's we drink blood. Um, there's there's a lot of things that we do. We read the Satanic Bible. Uh, we practice spells. Um, we teach weaker Christians how to use the Ouija board. Um, sex before marriage. That's a, a big part of it. Um, there's still breeders today, but mostly in the states where they have babies just to sacrifice. And you, you say uh, weaker Christians, so would it be safe to say that you actually target Christians uh, to, to approach and to talk to? Yes. And how, how do you do that? Like just maybe demonstrate with me. If I'm a, you, you have a knowledge that I'm a Christian, what would you say to me to persuade me or to, um, you know, to try to help me understand what you're all about? Um, basically, I would hit on you. I uh, try to start a relationship with you, tell you that your ma- marriage means nothing because I see you wear a wedding band, and what your wife doesn't know won't matter. Okay, okay. Now, and you mentioned Halloween. Now, um, do you think it's safe to say that that Christians should be concerned about Halloween? And you know, if, if you if you just to say that you knew of a Christian and you said you're trying to pull out of that lifestyle, because uh, I know there's Christians that actually are involved in Halloween. Do you think that's naive, or what? Cause most people just think it's about candy and, and costumes. Uh, do you think um, do you think we should be concerned about that? I think that Christians, whether they're young, in between, or like yourself, a pastor, should be very concerned about the 30th and 31st of October because that is a big night for Satan. Um, Satanists believe that was the day that he was kicked out of hell. Um, 
So yeah, Christians should be very careful. Don't do what the world does. Don't go sending your kids out because they are going to be a target. Wow. So now, what do you believe a Christian to be? I mean, you know, and, and I appreciate you even talking to us, but, but what's your understanding? What is a Christian? Like, what are you taught a Christian is to do? And how would you even understand if someone is a Christian? By their actions, by the way that they speak, by the way that they treat people. Um, if they believe what the Bible teaches them, and it has to be everything that Christ has taught, everything that he said. Um, a pastor should believe that, you know, this is the end days that, you know, Satan is going to have, you know, free reign one day. If not now, he will soon. Um, and that Christ is supposed to be coming back because it speaks in Revelation that Christ will come back. It doesn't say when, but even Satanists know that it's coming soon. And we're as well getting prepared. And we never use last names, you have my word on that. Um, but what advice would you give uh, a Christian who's trying to be realistic to the, the spiritual realities in the world. I mean, obviously, we're concerned about spiritual realities. You know that? A lot of people deny that. But what advice would you give to a Christian to equip themselves against um, satanic uh, what, rituals or, or activity? or what, what advice would you give me? Um, I would, first of all, start with prayer. Um, you got to put the armor of God on. Any Christian should know that. Um, because it is a spiritual warfare. Uh, a lot of Christians talk about, you know, holy war. And it is actually that. You have to get into your Bible. You have to study your Bible. You have to ask for gift of discernment. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can talk to the dead or anything like that. It gives you a spiritual knowledge of which person to stay away from and which person isn't. Okay. What do you think of it's Angel, right? What do you think of that's an interesting name for a Satanist actually, Angel, but what do you think of um, what do you think of Christians? What's your, what's your personal opinion? It's okay, it's a safe place. Uh, we're just out to chat with people trying to learn. So what's your what's your general opinion about most Christians? I don't like them. I think they're hypocrites. They say they believe in the Bible, but yet I don't see them read it. I don't see them practice what they've been taught by Christ. Christ is, you're supposed to be a, a disciple, and Christians don't do that. Wow. Do you think it's safe to say, Angela, that, that if Christians really believe what they read, that they'd probably be talking to people like you more often? Probably, trying to save our souls. Wow. And yeah. they don't. They don't come out. Right. And uh, so you said you were raised, your mom was Roman Catholic. Did you have any contact with any other Christians growing up? Anyone that you actually said, that is or probably a real Christian or a good representation? Or was it all pretty much bad experiences? Real bad experiences. Um, there was a couple that uh, I just got, you know, real weird around. Um, because I could sense the Holy Spirit and I just kind of left them alone. Right. right. But most of them, no. They, they were fake. And um, so, uh, in terms of you now, you said you've kind of tried to pull out of that. And what 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 motivated you to get out of that? If you don't mind me asking, why are you not involved in that still? What what pulled you out of it? I have five beautiful children. I just delivered a daughter a month ago yesterday, and I don't want her involved in that. I want her to have a chance of going to heaven, even if that means that we're separated for infinity. At least I'll know that she's safe and there's somebody that can take care of her. So you obviously believe in, in Satan? Yes. You believe Jesus Christ is real? Yes. And um, 
It's crazy, crazy question, but is there anything we can do for you? Uh, and I say that wholeheartedly. We're not looking to drag you to a church necessarily. That's not the game. But you know what? What we like to do is we like to engage people just like this. And you know what? I'll be honest. I appreciate you talking to me. This is the first time I've ever talked to a practicing Satanist. I mean, even very... I'm very, just very thankful, very open. Is there anything we can do for you? And I don't, uh, anything at all. Okay. Obviously, you're concerned with your kids, and that's a noble thing. And um, and you need to understand, too, Angela, that it's not over for you either. You know, God does forgive, and I know that's a crazy thing to say, but um, but is the type of thing, are you, are you open to the possibility of heaven? And I'm not trying to bait and switch, I'm just asking a question. If it was a possibility of me going to heaven, yeah, because I would like to spend eternity with my children, of course, but everything that I've been taught, you know, even if Christ was to forgive me, I'll never forget what I was taught, and I don't know if I'll be strong enough to not go back in. Right, right. So is it the type of thing that then you guys have talked to Andrew? Okay. Okay, we'll do that. But um, so as far as your kids, can we, can we, is it okay if we pray for your kids too? Sure. Like my my kids, my oldest, she'll be 11 in November, and she's coming up. You know, the same thing as I had. Where do I turn now? Which do I follow? Right. One promises me heaven. One promises me hell. And I basically told her to pray about it, and she doesn't know which one to pray to. Right. So. Now, is it safe to say, too, that your life may be in danger trying to pull out of that lifestyle? Or are there people that would physically harm you for what you're doing? Um, people can try, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that they can only touch my body. They can't touch where I end up for affinity. Okay. Well, thanks for talking with Angel. You know, some stories do have happy endings, and I'm happy to tell you that after that interview with Angela, the former Satanist, she allowed us to pray for her and her family, and right before our very eyes, she repented and confessed Jesus Christ as her personal Savior and Lord. And here's what that can mean to you today. Where will you spend eternity? The Bible says that the price of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So how many times have you sinned? How many times have you lied, lusted, stolen, hated, used God's name in vain? Because every time you have, you've sinned against holy God, alienating yourself from Him. Even your thinking is against Him. You will face the second death, which is eternity in the lake of fire. But Jesus Christ paid for sins, taking them and God's wrath against sinners upon himself. He shed his blood and died on the cross in place of sinners. And then he rose from the grave, defeating sin and death, just as the scriptures foretold that he would. To be reconciled to God, you must repent and trust that Jesus died for your sins. Your sins will be forgiven. God will grant you eternal life, and you will spend forever with Him in heaven. Isn't that good news? Hi, this is Rabbi Zacharias, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Does God struggle with the devil? No. Does the devil do all he can to mislead people into thinking he has some authority and power? Absolutely. And the results? 
terrible and tragic. You know, songwriter Chris DeBerg, can you tell him from the 80s? Chris DeBerg tells a story in his song, Spanish Train, about a next-to-helpless God playing poker with the devil for the souls of people. The devil cheats and wins more souls, but as for the Lord, well, he's just doing his best. Now, if you can believe it, the chorus of the song is a plea for help from God, but it's based on the terrible lies of the devil. The plea is for God to do his best to win because his soul is on the line. But the real God, Jesus Christ, already won. And the true plea of faith is something like this. Oh, God, save me. I am a terrible sinner. Save me by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ who died for my sin and rose for my victory. Till next time, I'm Corey McKenna in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture.